You're listening to The Above the Mug Show, a podcast that highlights people whose passions drive their life. My name is Lucas Spinoza, and I own a coffee shop. Every day I meet dozens of interesting people, and today I sit down with one of them to inspire you to live your life passion forward. What is going on, everybody? It's your friend Lucas Spinoza coming at you from my office inside of the Black Sheep Lounge right here in the heart of downtown Welland, Ontario. You are listening to Above the Mug, a podcast that highlights positive people, and we're here to show you how you can use your passions to live your life passion forward. Today, joined by an incredibly special guest, Matt Garashi, a.k.a. Matt Anthony. This guy is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, we broke up. Now we're back together. <laughs> <laughs> People have to know that. But he's a magician, a musician, a social media guru. This guy does absolutely everything. Uh, most recently had a really cool event that we're going to talk about. Uh, please welcome Matt Garashi. Wow, what an intro that is. And can you attest for the fact that that was one take? That was one take, yeah. One take. That was That is one take. For everyone who's actually listening, like that, yes, that was actually one take. No, uh, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That was one take. There is no editing in this nonsense, all right? So yeah. listen, I had alluded to uh, an event that you just hosted uh, and people that are, are in our generation probably within eight years either way will probably get it what did you do and who is hosting that event yeah for sure so I hosted um, Niagara's first ever throwback trivia night and throwback trivia night meaning questions from any sort of pop culture shows that were big on Nickelodeon Family Channel Disney Channel you name it we had it um, the event featured over 16 different TV shows all from around that area late 90s early 2000s and I was when I was thinking of this idea to, to do it in Niagara for its first ever trivia night because a lot of trivia nights that happen in Niagara they're usually geared towards you know demographics who are like 35 40 plus you know very very old school stuff stuff that's very nostalgic in the 80s so I'm like well I want to do something for you know our millennials mm -hmm. you know people that something that's going to get like people our age excited so and I figured what better person to to do it than Carlos Bustamante, your host and childhood hero from YTV's The Zone. <laughs> you know, every day when you're after school, you see Carlos on TV, you see him interviewing this person, you see him doing that. So for me, it just made sense just to, to bring him down and to do it. And it was a, an amazing time. And I think that's awesome. And I had this thought actually not too long ago uh, about the about you and I, which is actually what made me think you'd be the perfect person to have on now after this event you just threw. Oh, shucks. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the, the whole thing was... I, I was trying to even think about it for myself. I'm like, when did I fall in love with doing events and yep. community service work? Because that didn't come natural to me necessarily. Yep. Um, but then I thought about it. The first event that we ever threw, we did together. We did. Uh, which was when we had Don't Say Cancer, which yep. for people who are listening and don't know what it was, uh, for a couple of years, Matt and I were raising money for families, which was basically you just take the money, do it on whatever you want, because we're giving it to people who were terminally ill with cancer. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and it did very well, but our first one ever was, ironically, a coffee house. Yep. Um, which was awesome and a lot of fun. And so now I think back, and our first event ever featured coffee and music, and now... I have a coffee shop and you throw tons of events. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it just works out. And just on a side note with that, a quick little black sheep history. Yep. You know exactly where I'm yeah, going I know, with yeah, this. I know. <laughs> so Luke, when Lucas was kind of like first starting off with this idea, it was probably, were you first? This was first year university, I, I do believe. Yeah. Right? So we would have been about like 18, 19. 19, yep. And, you know, this was still when we were running Don't Say Cancer. We did a lot more events after the coffee house, but... You know, he had this idea. He's like, Matt, he's like, I think, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if we opened up a coffee shop, you know, <laughs> together, like, together, <laughs> together. 
and word together we're just like i'm like you know what, man like yeah that'd be great and at the time i was at brock going to school for business and i was playing in a band that was working with uh, a relatively bigger canadian band at one point and i made the decision that i'm like you know what I know Lucas, if he's going to do something, you're, he's going to go 100% all in on this, and I cannot do something. I can't be in school and do mm -hmm. it, too. So I just said, you know, man, you're going to do it, and I know it's going to be the best thing ever. And you did it, and it's literally the best thing ever. Thanks, man. You know? And, uh, and, we were, and the name that we were going to call <laughs> the coffee shop, any guesses? We'll do a quick little drum roll. It, wow, that was stopped at the same time. <laughs> Lucas Pinoza and I were also in the St. Mike's drum line together. Yeah, we were. So, synergies. Um, the name of the coffee shop was going to be called Spurgashi's. Because I'm Spinoza, you're Garashi. Exactly. It just it just made sense. It did. Um, but enough yeah. about us. Enough about the history It's lesson. about yeah. you. So, we got to talk about your career. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad. This is why I told Matt before we started this thing. I'm like, there's no way we're going to be we're going to finish anything or accomplish anything. So yeah. I hope you guys are, you got your seatbelts on because yeah. it's going to be a bit of a ride. I love it. Um, having said that, though, one of the things I used to criticize you about all the time was how much you jumped around from one thing to another. And I used to say that was a bad thing. Yeah. Now, in retrospect, I understand why that was so important for your journey, because everyone's got their own thing. And that's the point of this podcast is giving people real life examples of different people who make a living doing what they enjoy for, for, for their life. Right. Yep. Um, and so that's why it's not right to say that there's one right way and one wrong way. I'm showing, you know, you'll be the 28th successful person I've had on this who makes money yep. doing what they love. So uh, obviously everyone got there in a different way. And so going back to that theme of jumping from one thing to another, what did you take out of trying so many things the most to figuring out what you're doing currently? So how did you say from doing one band to another and yeah. from one magic show to doing things in zoos and wherever, how did you get to this point? Yeah, that's a really good question, man. And that's something that I've been thinking about a lot. Uh, this last little bit was I'm about two and a half years into my business and I actually had this conversation. I didn't mention it in Vitco. Yes. In Vitco. You can follow it at in Vitco. I N V I T T C O across all social media platforms. www.invitco.com. Self plug there. That's um, what this is for. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually had this conversation with Carlos and he said, so what kind of events do you have lined up? And I said, um, well, I'm doing work with Niagara Falls Comic Con this year. And I'm also, um, putting, putting on a, a cannabis consumer show at the Scotiabank convention center and i'm throwing a beer festival and i'm and i'm uh, a partner in the first ever or sorry the second annual niagara falls mental health fair he's just like that is so different like what's like your thing and and kind of how i kind of figured that out was working with a lot of people who are really successful but out of when i was extremely young i learned what they did successfully and what they did unsuccessfully and i think that kind of molded my my direction is like, okay, I can, if I want to do events, I know what to do and I know what not to do. If I want to be in bands, I know what to do and what not to do. So pretty much how I describe myself now is I'm just an entertainment entrepreneur who just, if I think I can do something and I can do it to the best of my ability, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And by I've literally, as you know, I've tried probably like, oh my gosh, 4,000, 4,000 projects that I've <laughs> just been a part of or consulted for, or, you know, was the full fledged, like doing it myself. And, you know, some of them were super successful and some of them were, were not successful uh, at all. And Instagram and social media is a place where you post your highlight, uh, your highlight reels and everything like that. And, you know, as you and I both know, when we post something good on social media, like 
it's good to be respected in the community as someone who's who's young, who's driven to to do that kind of stuff. But no one knows of all the other things that we've done where we've failed terribly and learned so many lessons and had conversations till four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. being like, "Dude, what are we doing with our lives?" You know. Yeah. So, I guess you can say since I've done magic. You know, I've toured as a magician. I've toured Canada, the U.S., and and recorded in in Europe um, as a musician. And then from there, I've always been the person to ask the questions or be involved with. Well, how does this work? Or how does this work on a business sense? Or how do we make money? So I've always just tried to be a sponge ever since I was like 18 years old, working with industry professionals and just learning so much. And then after doing that, I was like, I think I can do this by myself. And, and grow a team and work with people. And that's when everyone says, and that's one big thing that I've wanted to do with Invicto because obviously it's a, collab- a collaborative um, business that I run, which is a social media marketing uh, management company and a, an events management company. And it's, you don't work for me, you work with me. Yep. That's how I've, how I've wanted to market it my whole way. So to give you the five and a half minute spark note version like I just did, that's that's what uh that's I how it was came. only about 245 so really okay yeah, okay no, i thought it was longer than well that because sometimes i have a tendency to just woo go on a go on a big <laughs> it's tangent, all got, it's all good man i got you on the reel i'm yeah. really in um no i think that's really important for people to know you had mentioned something that i really liked which was about the failure aspect of it because one in particular failure even if it's a a cluster of failures doesn't mean failure overall yep. uh, and and I believe that um, especially in event planning because I've done some of that some of that myself it is almost always more failures than successes but it's the successes that you get that are really what put you on the map and have people throw their trust in you for future events uh, and another thing that I, I don't think you mentioned was uh, how how long you worked for other people for nothing. Yep. Uh, basically, just being there, being a sponge, learning and taking in as much as you could, so that you can go off and do it on your own. Because one thing that I've realized with this business in the cafe business is it's a lot easier to get people in your doors the first time than the second time. Yeah. And it's sure. it's really important that you keep your doors shut until you are ready. Right. Work for other people. Do it for free. Learn as much as you can, uh, because it's really hard to get people back after you've disappointed them or they've lost money, especially in event planning. Yeah, it's a lot bigger risk. It's not a two dollar coffee you maybe didn't like. It was, you know, a forty thousand dollar marketing sponsorship package that you picked up and got nothing for it. Yeah. If you piss off those kind of people, you're yeah. yeah good luck. It's yeah. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, you gotta you gotta really try to figure out like you know what to do. And I've been, you know, I ha- I've been fortunate in the sense where I've really invested in myself as a person my whole life since I was eighteen. Uh, with all the music ventures, all the recording studios mm-hmm. I've been in, uh, every every little bit of traveling or working with this. Um, you know, uh, these influencers or whatever, I've, I've probably, I've, I've invested enough money where I could pay back my student loan five times over. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's just like, it's crazy how much money, like I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is like tens of thousands of dollars I've put into having a network of people. And that's the biggest thing. And you can attest to this too. It's like, as long as you, if you building up your network right now, when you're so young is so important because you never know what it can lead to in the future for whatever. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's that network you speak of. uh, And I used to be guilty of it. I used to say a network of connections 
now I've changed the terminology to a network of relationships. Absolutely. Uh, and it's very important. We talked about it, and I can't say who the organization is yet because I'm going to be announcing who our title sponsor of this podcast is going to be next month. Um, but these are people who I've worked with. Right. These are people that I trust and I 100 uh, percent agree with kind of their moral pillars of their organization and they agree with ours. Uh, and if we didn't flush as two organizations, then what would be the point? Yeah. Because I could make a quick buck. They'd be disappointed. Uh, and then their networks aren't going to want to invest in me in the future either. So the yep. best thing to do is be fully transparent, be fully honest, tell them what you're all about, what you offer, ask them what they offer and what they're willing to spend and what they're willing to put in have that real and honest conversation so that in a year from now, when they have to be reviewing our contract, they're not saying, well, you know, it was a little pricey for what I got out of it. Instead, they said, well, we, this was much better than we, than we anticipated for the price. Yeah. Let, let me put 30% more yeah. and we'll have you on for the next year. That kind of relationship. What, what, do, um, what do relationships like that mean to you in your business? Literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. <laughs> yeah. Literally. When I say literally, I mean literally everything. In this kind of business, if I don't, I'm a service provider at the end of the day when it comes to if I'm doing. Of, and that's the thing, like 70% of businesses are service-based yep. and how I think that I stand out or how I've proven or how I'm going to continue to approve on is getting back to people in a timely manner, mm-hmm. always giving more than what you can take, always, always showcase, hey, let me showcase what I can do for you because at the end of the day, I value security more than monetary dollars. Money will always come, but time is something you'll never get back. True enough. You know what I mean? So it's like if I can have... If I can go into a place and I have a great relationship with everyone who owns the business or whatever, even though I know I could be making a little bit more money, I'm gladly, I'll gladly take that security and do something else to prove that I'm worth every penny that you're giving to me or my company, and then I'll just do it more and I'll enhance it. And that way, there's trust there. Once you, ha- once you have that trust with someone, then it's harder for them to, to you know, let go unless they decide to take a different direction. But that's literally relationships are everything in my industry. That's awesome. And for people that don't know what sort of management business that you're in, yep. can you maybe elaborate on some so that you're able to elaborate on some clients that you're able to talk about absolutely. and say like what you do for them and maybe highlight the different spectrum of what Ab- you do? Absolutely. For sure. So, um, Queen Street, Niagara Falls, as uh, as the BIA and, and then the city organization, I oversee all the marketing initiatives there um, with social media and consultation for different marketing initiatives that we can utilize to improve the downtown area or the core with the city. So um, I do that. And then I also manage two music artists right now, one of them by the name of Christy Palace, who we just got on. Uh, she just finished up a tour with uh, Walk Off the Earth, which mm-hmm. was great. And then another one, uh, Vivian Hicks, who... Um, she auditioned, uh, to be on American Idol. She has a a massive social media following of a few million followers. So I oversee and do all of her day-to-day with brand deals and everything like that. And then I have a couple of other social media clients who I do day-to-day posting. And then I actually do the event management for different endeavors that I pursue. Example being the Niagara Socials and as well as being involved with, uh, Niagara Falls Comic Con, the Niagara Falls 420 Expo, and then upcoming the Niagara Falls Mental Health Fair. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's what I was looking for because a lot of the time when you hear event management or you hear that you're working with influencers, yep. a lot of people throw those terms around these yep. days, but it, to, a, to a layman, it doesn't mean very much. We don't understand what that means. Yep. So um, to explain that you're not working with just 
influencers or just people who are, you know, individuals. Yep. You're also working with organizations, with individual businesses, all sorts of people. Community channels. Yeah, everything. Everything that I, that involves any some sort of management I'm, uh, I'm thankful that I can do a lot of different things. And that's the thing when, you know, I, my day's always very, very different, but it's streamlined in the sense where it's all kind of the same thing, which mm-hmm. is at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just a manager. That's, yep. that's it. That's what it is that I do. And, and I'm happy that Invitco is, is allowed me to sustain and pr- pursue other things, but I like what I'm doing and it's leading to more, more opportunities for sure. And it's, it's great. And uh, BIA, it's a term. People don't know what it means. It means business improvement area. Yep. Uh, and they're an organization, kind of like a board of management that oversees businesses who pay an additional tax, which they call a levy, yep. onto their property taxes. And that BIA will use that money to uh, help to bring business to their area. So for instance, whether that's through beauty, uh, beautification, like flower baskets, banners, archways, uh, if that's through event management or social media, like what you're doing, yep. there's a bunch of different things that the BIA does. And anyone who's familiar or from this area um, knows that the Niagara Falls downtown forever has been struggling. It's been a very, very long yep. time. Yep. Um, and there have been a few key businesses that have moved to that, uh, relocated to that area or opened in that area yep. that have helped to start bringing people there. Yep. But keeping them there and, and bringing more investment in has been difficult, but the BIA alongside yourself have done an incredible job. Thanks, man. Uh, like an incredible job because there are actually, there's a destination now. It's not just one spot that you're kind of looking, you can go to Taps and then walk down to Moose and Pepper and then plug to one of my partners, Third Space Service, on Queen yeah. Street and grab some coffee roasted from the Black Sheep, yep. plug, plug. <laughs> uh, but there's a million different things, Paris Crepes, and you've got uh, Faye down yep. there. Uh, there's so many cool businesses on Queen Street, social marketing uh, businesses, a whole bunch of different things. The so, Larson Innovation Hub just came to Queen Street. Seneca. Yep. Um, so there's a bunch of different things, and <clears throat> I think that it's important to highlight businesses like that um, because organizations like the BIA and highlighting now the importance of new marketing, which is more than just posting on social media. There are strategies. It's more than just posting keywords at 7 p.m. on a Thursday. People go to marketing (laughs) school and they hear, hey, Thursdays at 7 p.m. is the best time to post. There is truth to that. There's more people on their phone at that time or at their computer at that time than most times. Uh, That changes over the years. but anyway, there's more to that. And there's relationship building even on the ground level, even though we're talking social media. Um, you and I have been talking because you're going to start this year working, uh, doing social media for the black sheep. Yep. Um, the importance of using the right language because speaking like you may not work for the black sheep because we've got our own style. So you have to learn how to speak like I would speak on social media, right? So Absolutely. I just, I find the world so interesting. There's a lot to it that I don't understand. Um, and there's a lot more work to it. People think that you just post, like it could take 30 minutes just to do one Instagram post. So true. It takes so forever. It does. And especially if you like, and that's the thing I know. And that's the thing with social media, Mark, you sometimes you test the waters and be like, okay, I think this is going to do well. or I think this may not do well or something that you feel is like totally confident. I know that, if there's something big coming up, I'm going to hype the absolute like crap out of it mm-hmm. to, to try and drive as much attention as possible because with social media uh, specifically, everything, the economy that we live in and a lot of my favorite entrepreneurs and business owners always use this word is that we live in the attention economy. If you can bring attention to your product, to your business, to whatever it is that you do, and you can convert that into dollars, you will be successful. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe anyways. And I hear a bunch of people talk about it. It's, it's how can you drive 
excuse me, how can you drive attention to whatever it is that you're doing to convert it to making a living or making a profit? Mm -hmm. Then you can, then if you can figure out what works for you, then you have a formula that you can keep continuing to grow off. And the thing is with social media, it's, it's, it's always adapting. It's always changing and you always have to stay updated with the times. Yeah. Yeah. And, And that's the one thing with social media, um, advertising, there are certain platforms that are more effective than others and certain dollar amounts that make more sense than others. Um, We've had this conversation a million times. I've only ever spent money on social media, I think, twice. Yeah. Um, both it's times. Insanely amazing. Yeah, it's unheard of. Yeah. Um, both times were on Facebook, and both times were flops. And I actually invested a decent amount for a, a short campaign. Um, the reason why is our organic reach is outrageous. Like, we're talking tens of thousands per week. Tens of thousands just naturally. Yeah. And and that's because we're, we're posting something that's exciting and... and um, we also know the demographic that we're going after, yep. and that helps. But having said that, there's a lot of misconceptions about what our business is and well. And to this day, almost five years in, people still think we're a bar, which we've never been. Mm-hmm. Uh, people still think that we don't do breakfast, which we've been doing for almost two years. Yep. So how do you change the mindset? Facebook's not working for us. It, it's got a ton of outreach and, and a ton of people interacting with us online, but it's not driving people to come here and not fixing the misconceptions. So very recently, I haven't told you this yet, um, I got like a $1,000 credit for setting up with Squarespace for Google Ads. AdWords, oh wow, uh, which cool. was huge. Yeah, uh, but they're smart because that's only if you invest some of your own money too. Uh, it was very smart, yeah, but yeah, I was like sure. a thousand yeah. bucks is a thousand bucks. So I think I spent on my own two hundred and fifty, which is a good amount of money. But having said that, we've had more new people this week because I started two weeks ago. More new people this week than we've ever had, and wow. I'm not speculating. Like our POS system tracks people's cards to say if they've ever used this card at our location. Uh, it'll tell us their age. It doesn't tell us who they are specifically. I don't know if it's John Doe or whoever it is, right. but it'll say their age, uh, their gender, uh, when they came, how much they spent. And that kind of information is invaluable. Like yeah. people don't understand. So That's insanely valuable. And J- January is statistically the worst month for food service, whether you're a cafe, a bistro, yep. a restaurant or a bar, it's the worst because everyone's fat and broke and, <laughs> and they want to, they want to get skinny and save money. Yep. Uh, and so the fact that this is the busiest January we've ever had is not a coincidence. Yeah. So, uh, it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, thanks, I'm, just tell me that for when I start doing the, the social media marketing, that's good to know. Well, it's only yeah. going to get better, right? Yeah, I for mean, sure. Absolutely. And here we go. Now, new social media platforms. No one thought Facebook would ever go down. Everyone thought Facebook was going to destroy, which they did. Yeah. Uh, and they still continue to do. Um, but when it comes to money and driving new clients and new consumers, I should use that word uh, instead of clients, um, TikTok. Yeah taking over. Yeah. They're destroying. It's, I mean, better than Vine ever was, and they're really murdering it. And one of your clients um, has done very well on there. Yep. So what do you think about new social media platforms like TikTok and how can they help business? You know, it's very, I've actually been asked this a few times from um, a couple other like different like marketing companies to say, Matt, like, what do you think of, uh, about TikTok? And to be honest, I think it's completely uncharted territory. And I think TikTok is mostly created for creatives, videographers, um, people who want to do like funny comedic things um, and like some sort of dancing. For businesses, I don't know necessarily how well it would do because I think the demographic that's on TikTok is not the demographic that's necessarily... Spending money? Spending money, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's like very, it's like very, very like... 
like uh, if you're under 15 or 14 and you're on TikTok, like I don't think that. Oh my gosh, I saw this amazing coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would necessarily go to the coffee shop to buy it unless it was Starbucks because Starbucks is the the biggest, you know, you know, for lack of a better term, like white girl trend ever. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, they Just are. To say, you know, and they're ingenious for marketing in that way. Um, and that's why Starbucks will always continue to crush the game. I'm not discrediting the black sheep. I'm just saying that. I don't want to compete with Starbucks. They'll kill yeah. me in a day. So. Yes. <laughs> We've got our own market. Yeah. I just don't want Starbucks to ever have it. So. Yeah. You know, I think, however, if we were to utilize TikTok with the black sheep, I mean, it could. Um, but in general, I just, I don't know necessarily how well it's going to convert. If you are a CEO who is extremely charismatic, like yourself, or if you were to start a, a, a TikTok account and funnel your followers to drive a call to action to your business, I think that might be a better way to do it as opposed to just actually having the business itself. For sure. Because that. I don't think that the people who are on TikTok necessarily, again, don't have that disposable income where will actually generate a significant amount of profit for your company. And that's what I was thinking because uh, there's that's why social media networks are not equal. Yeah. Uh, one that I completely underrated forever. Twitter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Other one, LinkedIn. I never used it. Yeah. I had one, so no one would have my name, that kind of thing. Same. But I yeah. never used it. And more recently, I've, I've, I'm starting to get to the weekly, and a couple times a week now, I'll post something that's going on in my professional life, right? Saying, you know, I did this with counsel, or here's a milestone with the business, that kind of thing. And uh, actually interacting with people on LinkedIn, I didn't understand how to use it in the beginning, uh, but it's become a very, very good tool for the for the business um, and connecting with other professionals. It's not, it, it's not the same way like you said about the call to action. We're not getting much from that, yep. but meeting people who could have serious, serious influence in your business yep. that you never otherwise would have had. Absolutely. Um, I completely agree. Twitter, I still haven't gotten there with the business yet um, because I just am bad at doing it often. Yeah. You know, Facebook and Instagram are easy because they're, they, they can be linked. They can yeah. be linked. I still treat Facebook differently than Instagram because hashtags can't be on Facebook yep. for business. Yep. Uh, I mean, they can, but you shouldn't. shouldn't it looks very it. Un- yeah, unprofessional. Absolutely. But uh, I don't know. I just find this world very interesting because even being young, people just assume like my parents all the time because I'm their kid, they just assume I know everything tech. I know everything social media and, and they get mad at me when I don't know the answer. I'm like, I don't know the answer. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And now, you know, Katie, my girlfriend, her brother, who's 14, like this guy is in another planet. Yeah. Like next he, level. he knows so much and I feel old Yeah, and I'm, I'm only uh, just over 10, 10 years, years older than yeah. him. And I'm like, this is a completely different world. Now I have that feeling. I can empathize with parents. Like from when I was a kid, my parents thinking like, what is this weird world? My space yeah. and, and Pixo yep. and like these weird places. They didn't get it. I feel the same way. Like I just got a TikTok, uh, and I feel even weird saying that I got one yeah. at 25. I feel like, like it's like, you're like why, why are you on it you yeah I, mean? I feel like when karen gets facebook yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to cam mcdonald <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh. anyway i uh i get it um but tiktok's a weird world i some of this i'm more into the pranks right i yeah. think the pranks are hilarious but i don't get the dancing aspect and the creation aspect and the videography aspect of it it's not my thing yeah. where people 10 years younger do Right. Yeah. So, because I was trying to see if I could utilize it, and I and I came to the same conclusion as what you gave, which it won't work necessarily for our business, but it might be a way to drive traffic through call to action. Absolutely. And I'll I'll share a really interesting story recently with um, uh, with one of my clients with Vivian. 
uh, we just did a, uh, a deal and a partnership with Roots Canada. Yeah, very cool. Which was very awesome. Vivian took part of their international sweatpant campaign. And uh, I thought that was very uh, ingenious of Roots because they're utilizing, you know, and it's a mutual benefit, obviously, yep. of course, but they're utilizing her following to, uh, to tap into that sort of demographic, mm-hmm. which is great, you know? And I think when you have companies that like that, they can utilize influencers, which is inf- influencer marketing. A lot of massive companies now, they literally have a department that's just for influencer marketing. There's traditional marketing, there's social media marketing, and then there's influencer marketing. Yep. If you can have someone who understands all that, amazing. You're going to save a lot of money as a business. But if you want to, <laughs> if you have a lot of money where you can hire someone to focus on those three type of categories, that's absolutely unbelievable. So I think it's extremely beneficial for companies like, like me- me- mega metropolises that have these sorts of dollars that they can spend to to do influencer marketing because you will you will reach that demographic because that if they're de- if you know their demographic and you see the statistics then your your call to action and your your engagement's going to increase. Yeah, and you mentioned it perfectly. This is something we talked about at the very beginning of this, which is authenticity, about transparency, about honesty, and why it's important uh, that you really are being genuine when you're posting. Yep. Because let's say Vivian with Roots, let's say she hates Roots sweatpants. Yeah, and she loves Roots. And she does it, yeah, right? She loves it. And yeah. I, and I know, I know yeah. she does, but I'm just saying yeah. as a hypothetical, right? Absolutely. Yep. She does the marketing, she gets a check, you know, you get your commission from it or however it works. Yep. And then a year later, she's caught wearing someone else's sweatpants. This is like the calling out culture. Yeah, Pe- it people, is so true. They're following you. They're taking pictures. They out you. And now you're screwed forever because now no other brand is going to want to work with you because now there's like a controversy, yep. right? You spent all this money for a person who doesn't even like your stuff. So it really is important having the right relationship, working with the right people, with the right brands. It's not about that quick buck. Yep. Uh, I learned that because even when I have have unpopular opinions, it becomes difficult. I'm a politician yeah. with a business, yeah. right? So now, you know, I have a lot of opinions sometimes um, that people may not like, uh, but how do I separate from separate that from my business? Well, you can't, uh, especially in a small city like Welland, right? So how do I protect the business while also doing what I believe is right uh, for our city, right? Well, Whoa, I do that through being the, yeah. genuine, by being yeah. authentic, by being honest. You may not like what I feel, but you know, I'm doing it genuinely. I'm, I'm, it's me, it's real. I'm being honest. And you can at least respect the fact that I've done the research, you know, I've taken the time, I've talked to the people, I've made the phone calls. Uh, and that, that becomes difficult. Same thing happens with big brands, right? Um, for instance, Chick-fil-A, right? Yep. Closed on Sundays, the whole Kanye thing, right? Well, there's nothing wrong with being a Christian organization whatsoever. Uh, but you know, if, if they start doing that for religious reasons, but then they start supporting, uh, some capitalist chicken company, who knows, (laughs) who knows, right. Then it becomes anti-Christian and it gets them in trouble. So whatever your value system, whatever your value system is, you need to be true to that all the time. And you hit it right on the head. And that, and that's one thing that I've advised, uh, um, Vivian and, 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 a, and a couple other clients is, is if we're going to do brand deals or if we're going to work with people or work with a product, you're, especially if it's in content creation, it's so important that you love it because then you're going to put something out there that you genuinely love as opposed to even if this company is going to offer you a lot more money, but you, you cannot stand the product. It's people can now see through the BS, you yeah. know, like that's, that's what it is. And it's not like, 
it's not like it's 2010 anymore. You know, you can, it's everything's so quick and so fast that and you might even lose credibility to it. So that's why I think, it, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Be as authentic as possible. And there's no 100% solution to that because I know, uh, one exception to that rule that comes to mind right away is Shaq. Yeah, like yeah, Shaq he's is the awesome. king of commercials. Yeah, right? he like, is. He does everybody's brand, and that's his brand. Yeah, right. Is he's like, you give me enough money, I'll do it. I'll do it every <laughs> yeah. month. You want me to wear the the latest technology tutu? I'm gonna do it. He doesn't care. But that's what makes Shaq Shaq. Absolutely, right? Yeah, um, Shaq's awesome. Shout out to Shaq. Shout out to Shaq. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I don't know if you uh, get reception that high up, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But but no, I, I think uh, there's definitely exceptions to the rule, but and that's why you should always hear, or learn from multiple sources, right? Yeah. Uh, but I still stand by the authenticity thing. I, I believe it's very important. I've made the mistake uh, when I threw my first big event. Uh, I was going to anyone who would give me money because I needed it. I was desperate, and in order to pull this off in the short amount of time, we needed money. Uh, and I was very lucky to have someone working with me who was like. Do not do that. Mm -hmm. Do not do it. Make the event smaller. Make it one day shorter. Whatever you have to do, but do not ever compromise your integrity ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. And I never understood it in the beginning, uh, but after I saw the success of this small event, I was like, man, I was expecting five thousand people. We got fifteen thousand people. Then year two, because of that, word spread. They all of the people that participated were happy. They tell their friends. Next year's twenty-five thousand people, and I worked even less the second year than the first. So same thing's true with the black sheep, right? We've always been black sheep. Uh, we're not pretending to be anybody else. Some people hate it, the concept. Yeah. They they want table service, and we don't do that. Or they want more gluten free options. We have some, but we don't do the whole menu that yep. way. You have to stay true to what you want to offer in your product, your service, whatever you're doing. Stay true to it because now, even though um, it's still we're still working, we're still changing and evolving. I myself personally have to do less of the tedious and monotonous work uh, and rounding up the troops because now it speaks for itself. People know black sheep. We're, even if you don't like it, it's not because it's not good. It's just because it's not your taste. Yeah. We're not going to offer anything we're not happy with. And yeah. people know that. So your work speaks for itself when you're authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. You totally, you one bajillion percent hit that. Look right. at us agreeing. This is I the know, first right? time we've spoken for this long and not and disagree. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I can't so believe this is going by <laughs> fast. So I'll let you, you'll, you can talk on this. Okay. Uh, and then after, tell me what you guys are doing and, and what's next on the roster. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so weird. And I, and I thought about this on the way here when you asked me to do this was we're both like very, we have very strong opinions about things mm -hmm. and sometimes that works. And sometimes when you, when you want to work together and sometimes it, it doesn't work, but I think we've gotten, we've been in those situations <laughs> where it has worked yep. and it hasn't worked. And you know, that's caused, you know, whatever. And I think, we're older now. We're 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 doing more things. I'm we're, bald. You know. Yeah, you're balding. Yeah, you know. What I, you know what I mean. I'm I'm dieting. You know. Um. Yeah. It's very it's very interesting. I kind of forgot my train of thought where I was going with this, but no. You're saying you're driving here, and you were thinking about people agreeing, disagreeing. Oh yeah, or and I just think that. As long as you have a willingness to compromise to to do whatever it is that you you like to do, but still be true to yourself, I think it's going to work, and that's why I think that our stuff for for future things is going to continue to work. I love it. Yeah. Now, last thing before I give you a minute to plug everything and every anything you want, sure. I just want to reel all this in because we're both high energy. 
Uh, and a lot was said. Yeah. So I think it's important. What I was trying to get across and what I think you were trying to get across is that there is no one way to succeed. There, everyone has their own recipe. Figure out what yours is. That's going to happen through trial and error. That's going to hap- happen through you making some serious mistakes and losing money. Uh, but also some large successes are going to get in the way of that, and that's going to be awesome. Uh, but don't let that get to your head because yeah. you're always going to learn. You're always going to grow. Uh, I've had people on this podcast who are in their 60s who are like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get older. And that's the right mentality. It's yeah. always working, always growing, always learning. Uh, and talk to people. Talk to people you respect. Most of them, if you respect them, it's probably for a reason. And they're going to be willing to talk to you and give you some time. Uh, so just get out there and start doing it. Start learning. Start reading. Start growing. Uh, and yeah, just get out there and do it. And if you guys have questions, reach out to me. Reach out to Matt. And this will be your plug. Cool. What's going on in the next couple months? What do you got going on? Yeah, absolutely. So what's happening in the next uh, next little bit is uh, for event stuff, I'm going to be taking part in the Niagara Falls 420 Expo, which is going to be happening on April 18th at the Scotiabank Convention Center in Niagara Falls. Following that is going to be Niagara Falls Comic Con happening June 5th to June 7th, also at the Scotiabank Convention Center in Niagara Falls. There'll be a beer festival that I will be bringing back, which I did last year. The date is to be determined, and there's a whole like world record thing. I'll tell you about it later. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the Niagara Falls Mental Health Fair, which will be taking place in November at also at the Scotiabank Convention Center. How can they find where everything's going on? So you can find out where everything's going on at Invitco on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or you can go to www.invitco.com. Or if you want to get involved uh, and know more about what I'm doing, more so with um, different music adventures or influencers or anything of that nature, you can contact me uh, via email, matt.anthony.ent at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at mattanthony with two Ys at the end of Anthony. I love it. That's it. Now, guys, I had alluded to it in the beginning. Next month, because we're at the very beginning of February, uh, it's the first today. Tomorrow we're releasing this, which is today for you, which will be the second. Yeah. <laughs> so hello from the past. Yeah. Um, in a month, we're going to be announcing an awesome collaboration and an awesome partnership, which I don't think anything we talked about couldn't be more true and more real about what we're going to be presenting. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. You've been awesome. You've heard Matt Anthony, Matt Garashi, uh, social media guru, magician, musician, all-around great guy. Uh, check it out, and we will see you guys next week. Hey, friend. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Above the Mug. For more episodes, check us out at AboveTheMug.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe, review, comment, tag your friends. This way you're not the only person listening to this thing. We come up with a brand new podcast every Sunday at noon, so we'll see you next week on Above the Mug. Above the Mug.